I didn't want to go that close because I was knew I'd get into some devil man. Y'all don't know what that is. So I had to I had to move on down the road a bit so, so I could uh, sow my seeds and grow my oats and make sure I really found the Lord. And when I was a kid, I just in that playing church. Then I found out I really needed to know the Lord. So God has blessed me. I'm thankful for this morning. My choir has come with me. And my deacon, would you give them a hand clap of praise again? Uh, under the leadership of uh, Dr. Kadosha Hobson, uh, we thank God for each one of you. Uh, Deacon Douglas, uh, that introduction, we need to talk about that. Uh, when you do that, you have people expecting stuff. So, so we're blessed that we come from St. John's Missionary Baptist Church in Salina, Kansas. So I have the blessing of being a pastor there for 20 years. God has allowed us. God is good. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. You don't see that. You don't see that much. That's it. I remember when I first got there six months after we got there, the whole building burned to the ground. And so God was doing something. Somebody say amen. So I never look at it from the negative. I always want to know, God, what are you doing? Because I believe that God, even right now, in this uh, anniversary celebration, God is doing something. Somebody ought to say amen. As a matter of fact, I need God to do something in my life. I need God to show up. I need you, God to show up. I need God to show up. I need God to show up. I need God to show up. Somebody else needs God to show up. you've already done. We thank you for songs of praise and prayers and offering. 
We thank you, God, just for worship, God, but we need to hear a word from you, Lord. We thank you for people, God. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you, God, for years of service, but we thank you, God, that you've been with us yesterday, today, and forevermore. We thank you, God, that if without you, Lord, I couldn't stand today. So, Lord, let me decrease and you increase, Lord. Feel me, Lord, from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. Lord, let my mouth, my words be your words. Let my body be your instrument. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord. It's already done, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We heard the old preacher say, have we not known, have we not heard that the everlasting God fainted not be this weird. He gave power to the fainted thee who have no might. He increases strength. Even the young man shall fall. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall honor with wings of an eagle. They shall walk as might be weary. They shall walk and not fall. Lord, we thank you right now. Give us walking power. Give us running power. Give us standing power. Lord, we thank you right Church and people doing the same thing they always done. 
As a matter of fact, in the context, there are some people in this world, just like Israel, they're walking around in circles and they ain't making no progress. They ain't going nowhere. They're doing the same thing they're always doing. But I'm sick and tired of just going to church to go to church. I understand that God has a purpose for the church. I understand I am the church. And so I am asking you today, where are you going? Are you just living to be living? Are you just living for the, for the physical things that God can bless you? Are you just living to try to make sure you have fun? What are you living for? Where are you going? Does your life have a purpose? Is there a plan? Yes, there is a plan. But it's not your plan. It's God's plan. As a matter of fact, here is a, we're in a transitional period in the text where one leader is going out and another leader is coming in. I'm so thankful for those who have brought us this far. I'm thankful for this chapter. For seven is a complete number. It implies that something has been completed, but yet there's something God is getting ready to do. How do you know that God ain't no stagnant God? He's a God that always got a plan for you. How do you so glad that even though this chapter closes, there's another chapter God's about to begin. Even though this is completed for seven years, I want to know, God, where are you taking us? God, where are we going? Lord, I need to know. So I pray for the man of God. I pray that God will let you down in the riches of his word and he will begin to do transition. So and understand well, where are you going? You've got to be ready for a transition. Somebody say transition. You've got to be ready to change. You've got to be ready to move from where you've been walking around in circles. But literally the story is, it was an 11-day journey. And it wound up taking 40 years for these people to get to the edge of the promised land. And they still weren't in yet. Somebody ought to say amen. Right now, somebody's sitting on the edge of the promised land. But you're still not in yet. Because you ain't ready to do what God has called you to do. I'm trying to tell somebody right now that God wants you to go into the land. But in order for you to get into the land, you got to have the right leaders and the right followers. He told them, he told me, he said, Joshua, look at him. As I have been with Moses, I shall also be with you. Ain't you glad that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? Ain't you glad that the same God that Grandma served and Grandpa served and Mama served, it's the same God you call on? Anybody ever call on the name of Jesus? Anybody know God will open the doors? life every day without leading a purpose-driven life. Every day I wake up, number one, to please God. Every day I wake up to make sure that God is pleased. Every day I wake up trying to be an instrument for God. Somebody else said, and every day I'm trying to make sure that where I'm going, God is leading. That I want to be, I want to praise God, I want to be obedient to God, I want to be an instrument for God, but I want to make sure that I'm following Jesus and not following folks. I love the pastor. I tell any pastor, the most blessed church you can have is a church will follow you if you follow Christ. But if you don't follow Christ, they don't follow you. So don't be mad if God don't take you nowhere. But as long as a man of God is, you don't hear me, you don't hear me. Oh, they might not shout because I'm going to put your teeth to the fire. Man. I'm going to make sure that you get something up here just singing song, but you really ready to follow the Lord as he follows Christ. Somebody ought to say amen. Transitional text. Thank God for the previous administration. Thank God for those who brought this part this far. Thank God for the seven years. But I'm looking forward to 
to where God is taking you. I'm looking at St. John, we've been there 20, but you know me, I'm not content. We know we're going somewhere. Somebody say, we going somewhere. Anybody want to go? Turn to your name and say, you want to go? Turn to say, you want to go? Turn to and say, you, know, you ain't looking at you were telling them, they ain't trying to go. Listen. You don't pick Joshua without knowing that God is getting ready to take you to a place that he's already promised, he's already proclaimed, he's already there, he's just waiting on you, God is waiting on you. Don't you know God is waiting on you? God is, he's already there, he's already made a way. I'm just trying to tell you, this text, Joshua, been raised up, prepared for this. God has been raising you up, preparing you for whatever you've been through. God is preparing you for where he wants to take you. For whatever you already been through, it's going to help me because in Romans 8, 28, it says all things work together for good. Anybody know all things work together? Anybody know all things? So God, literally in this text, he says, have I not commanded you a rhetorical question? Implying you already know the answer. Implying yeah. I'm really not asking you the question because it's a question. I'm asking you the question because it's a reminder that God says, listen, I've already said to, to Joshua, take this people. Take this people. Implying that the people before who was hard-headed, who lived, those who were 20 years and old, they just wandered around. Got some of that all let them die. Somebody said, let them die. Folks who don't want to go pastor, let them die. Folks who don't want to come along with the vision, let them die. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all might not invite me back, but I'm going to tell the truth anyway. Look, the people who don't want to follow the vision, somebody say, let them die. Because that's what happens. All they're going to do is just walk around the circus. All they're going to do is just raise excitement. All they're going to do is just try to block the ministry. All they're going to do is just try to, look, they ain't making no progress. Ain't nothing happening. But when you get a line behind the man of God, when the man of God is getting to walk behind God, you go somewhere. So look,
like James. Look, James said you ought to be a, a, a doer and not just a hearer. You ought to not just come up in church. James 1, 19, 20, and 21. You ought to rather be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Because the wrath of man working not to right. So don't get mad at God because you ain't going nowhere. Don't get mad at God because nothing ain't changed because you're not being obedient to the thing that God has asked. And if you do what the Lord told you to do, you might see some blessings come to your way. You start to get yourself. You can't go into this text without expecting that God is going to be true to his word. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my word. If you say you're people of God, the problem we had with Israel is Israel as long as when God blessed them or they was worshiping God and then they soon forget about God. And then when they get out there and get in trouble again, then they come running back to God and say, Lord, save us. Lord, feed us. Lord, make sure. God, we know you're a fire by, by day and a fire by night. But the Lord, we, we, we turn, they, they turn their hearts. Moses had a hard job. Yes, he did. Because folks, well, Moses would go up and talk to the Lord when he come down. They had turned the gold into, into, into uh, idols and they would start worshiping stuff. Look, you come in here on Sunday and go up out there and worship stuff on, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so God sent you a new pastor. You can have to go past this. If you're thankful for seven years, thankfulness ought to be obedience. Thankfulness ought to be willing to follow. Thankfulness ought to be some people who ought to not always be bucking the leadership. Thankful. Oh, I, I, I only been in church 20 years ago. I love Sunday morning. It's fine. But I want to know what you're going to do on Monday. That's right. I want to know what you're going to do the rest of the week. I want to know if somebody ran into you during the week, would they know that you know that you know, that you know the Lord? Would they know that you're part of God? Would they know what you do? Does anybody know you're saved? Oh, they just know you're saved up in the church house. Does anybody really know you're saved? Anybody see you living a life of obedience? Yeah. And you got to have order in the house of God. You got to have a man of God and people who are willing to follow the direction that the man of God is leading. So this body, you ain't gonna get nowhere if you're out of order. You ain't gonna get nowhere if you're disobedient. You ain't gonna get nowhere if Come on, preach Preach! Trying to bless the man of God so he can bless the people of God, but they will only follow him as he follows God. So this rhetorical question, what is it that God keeps saying to you? Come on. It ain't new. It ain't new. What's the same problem you've been dealing with over? What's the same person you've been dealing with over and over? What's the same sister you've been dealing with? But even if that person or that problem don't change, you change. Let me say it again. Even if that problem don't change and that person don't change, you change. Let me say it again. Even you, you, you don't hear them right now. God ain't talking to them. He ain't talking to them. He's talking to you. So even if the problem don't change, the situation don't change, you change. So I say, Lord, change me. So I say, no, you ain't ready to say. Because when you ready to say, you show up. You don't be shouting for the same. You don't be praising God for the same. You don't say, Just when I saw the text, I got excited because thank God I'm trying to figure out where is God taking us. But we don't see God do some stuff, but we want to see God do more. Somebody shout more. We don't see God open some door. We want to let God open some more door. We don't see God do some. That's the kind of God I serve. So, so what God does with, with Joshua, he said, Joshua, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to let all these other folks die out. I'm going to give you a whole new group. Come on. 
I'm going to give you some folks that, you know, I understand what the other folks did. I understand that they wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. But Joshua, you take this people, this group that you have right now, Pastor. Don't worry about the people that are gone. Don't worry about the people that are coming. Just worry about the people that you got right now. Somebody say amen. Don't, I ain't going to worry about the people who are left. Don't worry about the people who are coming. I'm just going to focus on the people I got right now. Somebody shout right now. You got your problem with Don't worry about people who have left your life. Don't worry about people who are coming into your life. I'm just worried about the Lord I'm living right now. Somebody shout right now. Say it one more time. Don't worry about the people that are gone. Don't worry about the people that are coming. I'm just going to worry about the folks I got in life right now. Somebody say it right now. Somebody say it right now. You don't even know what to shout for. But you, look, you, you know you're glad they're gone. And you don't know what you're going to get. But just deal with what you got right now. You ought to be glad they're gone. You don't know what you're going to get. But just deal with what you got right now. Oh, thank God for the right now. Thank God for the right now. Thank God for the right now. 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 Right let God have to continue to whoop you. Don't let God continue to have to uh, uh, cause your blessing to be delayed because you're not willing to be obedient. So obedience is better than sacrifice. Oh, Lord, I gave up this. No, be obedient. Lord, I gave up that. No, be obedient. Lord, I don't do this no more. No, be obedient. Lord, I don't go there no more. No, be obedient. Look, you always worry about what you gave up, but you ain't worried about being obedient. Somebody shout obedience. The reason obedience is better than sacrifice because you ain't going to never give up more than what Jesus gave up. You ain't going to never give up more than what Jesus you saved. You know what he did for you. You know he gave up his life for you. You know he gave up heaven for you. You know he gave up. So whatever you done gave up. See, look around here talking about what we done gave up. You ain't gave up nothing. You can't buy God. You can't work your way into heaven. You can't give your way into heaven. All you need to do is work on being obedient. Again, somebody shout obedience. But it's okay. People are the same. Israel, Miss Potter, St. John. Well, you know, we, we do good for a minute. And then as soon as soon as we get comfortable, as soon as things start going our way, we forget about the Lord. And obedience goes. And so the Bible said, man, there'll come a time when they will do what is right in their own lives. We're living in that time. Because no, nobody wants nobody to tell them what to do. I'm wrong. I do what I want to do. Guess what? Even Jesus was a man of obedience. When he came down into an earthly body, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. He said, Lord, he literally came to obey the will of his Father. You have to be willing to do what God has called you to do under any circumstance. Quit complaining about what ain't happening and start doing what God calls you to do. He said, have I not commanded you? It's rhetorical. You already know the answer. Don't have to, God have to repeat to you the same commands over and over again. But then he said, listen, be strong and courageous. And then he also said, uh, literally in my verse, not only strong and courageous, but do not tremble nor despair. Yes. So watch this. Strong and courageous. There is a physical and a 
and a spiritual part of every act of obedience. Let me say that again. There is a physical and a spiritual part of every act of obedience. Let me say that again. Listen, be strong. Listen, you got to be physically strong. Look, you, you're going to go into the new promised land and you're going to have to take the land. They ain't going to just give it to you. You have to possess the. But we love it where it says, wherever one of my feet trod, I'm going to be blessed. Wherever where your feet trod, the devil going to show up. Everywhere your feet trod, the enemy is going to try to take your blessing. The Lord that gave me this, but the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. But John 10 10, you like the part where it said, He came that you might have life and have it more abundant. But the beginning of the verse talks about what Satan is trying to do. So you keep on walking with your head up, and you don't keep your head in the Word of God. The devil mocked your brow because he had God promised it to you, but you don't have to take it. So I said, Take it. God said, Take it. I'll give you the victory, but you don't have to fight the good fight of faith. You don't have to be able to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't have to do the work of Him that sent you out of this day. For the night will come when no man can work. Somebody say, Go to work. Somebody say, Go to work. Somebody say, Go to work. We like all these feel good texts in it. Wherever my feet try. He told me that. Yes, He did. <laughs> That. Yes. Then you wonder why you're surprised. <laughs> well, Lord, I, I walked into it. But, uh, Lord, I was, I, was, I, was, I was doing all right for a while. Uh, uh, Lord, it seemed like when I first got there, everybody loved me. But once I got there, it seemed like, the, yeah, the devil, they try. Even if he lets you get in the land, he don't want you to stay in the land. Yeah. Even if he lets you get in the blessing, he don't want you to keep the blessing. Boy, the devil wants you up out of here. You don't want people up in here praising God the way they pray. You don't want people up in here serving God. The devil wants you out of here. But somebody said, I shall not be moved. The old man said, I shall not be moved. Somebody said, I shall not be moved. Like a tree. Let it fall. The devil said, I shall not be moved. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand and know the God Anybody know that? Have a great time in the church, Pastor. But here's what. 
got to be spiritually ready. Because otherwise, not only he said he, he tell you what to do, be strong and courageous. He said that three times to him, and every time he said it, he implied that there was something that after your fear, after you're being strong and courageous, that's something you needed to do. In verse six, he said, "Be strong and courageous. You shall give the people the possessions." Pastor told me, "As long as you strong, as long as you believe, as long as you keep the faith, they'll keep the faith." Let me say it again. That's the time. Bless you. As long as you stay strong. As long as you don't get discouraged. Listen, that's why y'all got to pray for your pastor. That's why y'all got to keep lifted up. Because listen, I'm saying, he, he, Joshua's name literally was simple, symbolic of Jesus, literally one who saves. And he was to physically save them or take them to a place. Imagine Moses could take them there. Moses would get them out of where it was, but he couldn't take them to where they needed to go. Let me say it again. You missed that. Can I bless you? Moses didn't get you out of where you were, but he couldn't physically take you where you let me say it one more time. Moses, the, the past leadership could get you out of where you were, but they couldn't take you. The people of your past were just there for a season and a reason. They've already done what God wanted them to do. Quit looking back and look forward. Somebody say amen. Let me say it again. The people of your past, they were there for a reason and a season. They, they, they took you from where you were, brought you to where you are. But if they ain't there now, obviously they're not a part of where God is taking you. Let me say it one more time. Look, they took you from where you were. They brought you to where you are. But if they ain't there right now, they obviously they're not a part of where God is taking you. Let me say it one more time. They took you from where you were. They brought you to where you are. But if they ain't there right now, they ain't a part of where God is taking you. Let me say it one more time. physically respond and spiritually respond. Do not tremble if you're afraid of the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. First of all, the Lord is he the head of your life? Is he just sometimes the head? Is he the Adonai? Is he the Lord that you're worshiping? Is he the one that you're loving love with? Is he the one that you understand that, Lord, I submit myself? Is he the one that you're willing to bow down on your knees? He's the one that you're willing to stretch out your hand. He's the one that says, yeah, Lord, fall into love with Jesus. It's the best thing I ever did. Lord, you're my Lord. You're my King. Lord, you're, 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 you're the one who's on the throne of my life. You're on the throne of my heart. Everybody knows that he is Lord. And the song says, he is Lord. Jehovah Jireh. 
You're Jehovah Nisi. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're Jehovah Salama. Because you know he's God, the creator. The God, he can speak and man shall live. He can speak and man shall live. Don't you know he's God? He made everything. Do you know who he is? Do you know he's God? He's God all by himself. He don't need nobody else. Because all this God is on your side. Do you know he's God? I don't know if Lord has you submitted to him. But also, is he God? Understand that he is the power and authority over everything in your life. If God said it, that's enough. If God says to you right now, Philippians 4.13 You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. If God says, listen, let not your heart be troubled today. But in my Father's house, not just a little tense for many, man. If God says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not if God says, yea, though I walk the valley of the shadow of death. I will feel no evil. I will feel no avarice. I will feel no hesitation. I will feel no people. I will feel my friends. I will feel my family. Because God is on my side. Everybody knows that God is on your side. It's a position of faith. 